Hello, girls. Thank you so much for coming back to another podcast episode. I hope you've had a great couple of weeks enjoying the summertime, having fun time with family, enjoying your work. I'm just really hoping that you've had a great time, and I also am hoping that you'll enjoy today's episode, which is all about how journaling can help you find and follow God's guidance. But before we hop into the topic, I want to share a couple of the main things we always discuss at the beginning of this episode. First off, starting with the Girl God's Got You moment of the week. And my God's Got You moment of the week has been visiting my boyfriend's family in Oregon and Seattle this past week. It was so much fun. I've never been to Seattle before, so it was great to kind of explore that area. And it was wonderful just to have a lot of quality family time, making fun memories, and really just soaking everything in. I have been really trying to be more present in my day-to-day life and focus on one thing at a time rather than having my thoughts go a mile a minute. And it's very important to be present, especially when you have family time. And I really feel like I was really present. We made so many good memories Everyone was so kind and welcoming. It was just such a great moment. And it just makes me realize how thankful I am for family and for loved ones, as well as also meeting new people. So if you have a God's Got You moment of the week, whether it's progress you've made in your life or something you're thankful for, please share it. You can either email me or message me on Instagram. Either one, all that will be in the show notes below. And on that note, I also want to become more active on the Girl Gods Got You Instagram. So if you want to follow me there, if you haven't already followed the podcast, please do so. I want to start engaging more. I'm not a huge social media person. I mainly just use social media for my business. But I want to start posting more on the Girl Gods Got You Instagram, posting more stories, more encouragement. And I also love to interact with you all as well. So if you want to give it a follow, if you haven't already followed the Instagram, please do so. I'm excited to start being a little bit more active on there. So now that we've shared the God's Got You moment of the week, I want to hop into the quote of the week. And also, I just wanted to apologize for earlier. My air conditioning was on, so the audio quality was a little bit staticky. But I've now moved to record in my closet, and I think it's a lot clearer. So for the rest of the episode, we'll have a lot uh, clearer audio quality. But the quote of the week is from a woman named Nina Murray, and she said, journaling is like whispering to oneself and listening at the same time. And I thought this quote was really unique, and it kind of sums up the main idea of journaling in that when we journal, it's as though we're interacting our heart with our mind, and we're listening to ourselves in a whole new way. I know everyone has a different learning style. It's either visual, auditory, or reading and writing. For me personally, it's reading and writing, so journaling is a great way that I can learn about myself. But if you have a different type of learning style that is not reading and writing, I still think journaling could help you because you're writing down your inner thoughts that maybe you don't always listen to intently on a day-to-day basis. And it's a good way for you to have a conversation with yourself, but you don't have to talk out loud. You can literally just write it down. And there's just something wonderful about connecting with yourself when you journal. Now I want to talk about the Bible verse of the week. And it's from Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 through 9. And it says... Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Verse 9 says, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or see in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. 
This verse applies to so many different areas in life, and the reason I'm bringing it up in this episode today is it reminds me that when I journal, I should overall be journaling so that I could point my mind back to these wonderful things, things that are noble, true, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy. Oftentimes when we write in our journal, we're writing down some of our fears, some lies that we believe about ourselves, or more dark topics. But I think it's important to know that we're writing these things down so that we could get them out of our system so that we can focus on the good things in life. And I love it right here where it says, put these things into practice. When I write things down in my journal, I feel like I'm committing to more goals and more aspirations and more intentions that God wants me to focus on. And as I talk about things in this episode, I want you to think about what goals do you want in your life? How do you want your life to change? Maybe you're on a really good path right now and you don't want your life to change that much. You only have a couple different things you want to work on. Or maybe you want to work on a multitude of things right now. Whatever it is, I really think journaling could help you. And so I challenge you, when you do start journaling, get rid of any of the negative stuff inside of you and then focus on the positive things so that you can put all of your gifts and talents into practice so that you could live a life on purpose with joy, satisfaction, and being able to help other people. Now I want to talk about the song of the week, and it's Another in the Fire by Hillsong. And some of my favorite lyrics read... There was another in the fire standing next to me. There was another in the waters holding back the seas. And should I ever need reminding of how I've been set free, there was a cross that bears the burden where another died for me. There was another in the fire. This song is very encouraging to me because it reminds me that no matter how many hard things we go through or how many good things we go through, God is there next to us no matter what. He's not a person who leaves when things get tough and come back when things are good. No, he's there all the time, through the good and the bad. And as you journal and maybe write down things that are a little bit negative or some fears you have, know that even though it may be hard right now and it may be hard as you uncover some of the wounds that you've had covered for a while, know that God is right next to you. He's another in the fire, holding your hand, walking you through it, and you're not alone. It's hard to go through things alone in life, but realizing that we have someone right next to us all the time is really comforting. And I love this song, especially when we're talking about it in terms of journaling and really trying to understand our inner selves. So I want to dive into the whole episode details today, all about journaling and how it could really help you find and follow God's guidance. And I just want to say that, girl, God's got you because he knows how you should live your life in a way that will bring you the most joy and satisfaction. God knows. It's just up to us to try to listen to him and get on the same page. You see, God wants us to live good lives for him, but sometimes it's hard to know what kind of direction God wants for you to take. You see, we want guidance from God, but sometimes it could be hard to understand how to find and follow God's guidance. We know that he has all the answers, but it's hard for us to understand what those answers are. There are so many distractions and responsibilities in life that demand our attention, and it can be hard to discern what God's path is for our life. And then when we finally think we've found it, how do we actually follow the path? Well, journaling has been something that is helping me so much as I grow into a young woman. And I do have to say that my mom sometimes makes fun of me and says, you're acting like you're 31 instead of acting like you're 21. Currently, I'm 22, but 
she said that when I was 21, and I'm sure she will say that when I'm 22. And my mom says this because I am very hard on myself. A lot of us are. And I want you to picture yourself like a marathon, 26.2 miles. Think of each mile as four years of your life, because four years times 26.2 is 104.8 years roughly the lifespan of people in my generation because I really think that we'll live longer with all the different advancements in medicine. But with this in mind, when we're in our early 20s, a lot of us think that we should be at mile 22, 23, mile 24. We're really hard on ourselves. We're really pushing ourselves. But in reality, when we look at the math, we're really only supposed to be at mile 5, 6, or 7. You see, we need to stop being so hard on ourselves as young women. Let's stop acting like we're 31 and actually, you know, act our age. Of course, being responsible, but enjoying life in the season we're in. But for me personally, I get so hard on myself because I want to be better, act better, think better, speak better, look better, perform better. But when you only have so much experience in life, you can only do so much. So girl, when you're trying to find God's path and follow God's path, don't beat yourself up. Nothing sustainably good comes from beating yourself up. Yes, in the short term, you could motivate yourself by saying, come on, you could do better. Get up, stop whining, move on. Stop being so selfish and keep going. You're so bad at this. You need to get better. But over time, when we keep telling ourselves these negative things, the result is not good and we definitely are not going to find or follow God's path when we're approaching the quest of life with negative self-talk. So instead of being so hard on ourselves and beating ourselves up about where we're at in life, we should instead give ourselves grace and trust that God will come to us and help us. But of course, as we've established, this is so much easier said than done, and it's so hard to trust God sometimes. Do you ever feel this way? I know I've felt it many times in my life. Because when life is uncertain, or when we're going through a difficult season that never seems to have any sign of ending anytime soon, It can be so difficult to trust that God has a plan and that he will guide us. Because oftentimes we think, well, I don't know what's going on. So how does God really know what's going on? As I said at the beginning, so many things are competing for our time, our attention, our energy, that it it can be so hard to focus on what God is trying to tell us. Sometimes we have doubts. Okay, does God really know? And then if we think, well, yeah, God does know the plan I have for us. But then life gets so busy. There's so much noise. It's hard for us to figure out how to search for the path that God has for us. So back to this whole point of this podcast, one of the tools that has helped me when it comes to finding and following God's guidance in such a noisy world is the practice of journaling. I got my first journal when I was nine years old, and I journaled every single day up until I graduated high school. That's a lot of journaling, a lot of time. But recently, in just the past couple of months, I've become much more intentional about my journaling strategy. When I was younger, I would write things like, Dear Diary, today I did school, hung out with my brother, played with my friend, and went to bed. That's literally all I would write when I was younger. And then, you know, as I got older, I shared different things in my journal. But I want to be more intentional as a young adult. And I have been for the last several months. And let me tell you, it has helped so much in my walk with God and my walk with myself. I heard this quote the other day. And it said that your two most important relationships in your life is first, your relationship with God. And second, your relationship with yourself. You need to make sure these two relationships are solid if you want all your other relationships to be solid. And you know what? Journaling can help with this. 
And that's why I wanted to create this podcast episode for you guys if you want to start journaling as well. So we're going to be splitting up this episode into two points. First, how journaling can help you find God's guidance. And then, how journaling can help you follow God's guidance. In order to follow what God wants for us, we have to find it. And so I'm going to be sharing both finding and following God's guidance and how journaling can really help you on this mission. Alright, so now we're going to be going into the section about how journaling can help you find God's guidance. So I kind of want to run you through an exercise, and I really think this will help you understand your life story, your strengths, your weaknesses, your priorities. You kind of break things down, write it down, and see the different highlights and low points of your life so you can kind of understand God's hand in it. I feel like when we write down basic things that we deep down already know about ourselves, it can make some of the little details that we forget about known and we could see God's hand through all the details, not just the ones we think about on an everyday basis. So first, I want you to write down your life story. Of course, it doesn't have to be year by year, every single year with all the events. I just want you to write down what brought you joy and what brought you sorrow. Think about your life in those two aspects from the age of, you know, one years old to five years old, if you however much you remember when you're that little, and then from the age of five years old to 10 years old. Think of it in five-year chunks, what brought you joy in the first five years, the second five years, the third set of five years, what brought you sorrow. We had this exercise run in my church a couple Uh, months ago and it was kind of talking about making a graph of going up and down your high point low point high point low point and this can kind of just give you more of an idea of the good things and the bad things that have happened in your life to really help you figure out what has made you who you are today then I want you to write down your strengths and as you write this down this can help you think of different ways you could help others If you're a perfectionist, you probably think about your weaknesses a lot and sometimes forget your strengths. And that's exactly what the enemy wants you to do. Focus so much on your shortfalls and not focus on your strengths. But even though you have weaknesses, God still has given you strengths and he wants you to use those strengths to help other people. So write down your strengths and attach different ways you could help people with those strengths. So for example, maybe you're really good at networking and socializing. A way you could help people with this strength is anytime you go to a new get-together, a party, you go to church, in a class, and you see someone who's kind of on their own, a little someone who maybe doesn't have a friend, go up to that person and introduce them to other people. Use your networking and socialization skills to help other people build community as well. Or maybe you're really smart and you love school and you're just a huge brainiac in a good way. (laughs) Perhaps you could help other people in your life who maybe struggle with different topics. If you're a college student, maybe you could offer to help someone in a subject if they're struggling. Or maybe if you're an adult and you have a career and you know someone, uh, another coworker who maybe is struggling with something, you could say, hey, I could totally help you if you need help. And even with that, so you don't make other people feel bad, you could say, hey, I know you have this good skill I want to learn from. If you need help in this area, I would love to help you. So there's so many different ways we could use our natural strengths to help other people. So as you write these strengths down, do a little bit of drag and drop, thinking, okay, my strength is this, and the way I'm going to use it is this way. Writing down specifics can really help you hone in on what your strengths are and how you're going to use them. But on the flip side of that, I want you to also write down your weaknesses. So the reason you should write down your weaknesses is that it can help you know what areas to ask God for help in. 
While we shouldn't continue to obsess and really mull over our weaknesses, it's important to understand what they are and how they have a role in our life so that we can ask specifically for God's help. So maybe you have a strength of getting a lot of stuff done. You have the strength of productivity. But maybe your weakness is that you get irritated when something messes up your plan. Or maybe your weakness is it's hard for you to be flexible. Or maybe you have a weakness of procrastination. You have a very creative mind and you have all these big ideas. But when it comes to little details, maybe you kind of put them off. Whatever your weakness is, write it down. And then I challenge you to say a little prayer after you write down each weakness of, Hey God, I have this weakness. I'm recognizing it. Please help me overcome it today in my work by doing A, B, and C. Write down specific ways that you want to overcome this weakness and ask for God's strength to overcome this weakness. I really think, once again, writing down these specifics will help you in your path along life. And really to kind of understand at the end of the day what God's guidance is. And writing down weakness is so important because when you write down these weaknesses and these prayer requests for how to overcome these weaknesses, you can look back at these weaknesses in two weeks, a month, two months, and think, oh, I have overcome this. This is great. I'm kind of finding God's guidance in my life. Or maybe you come back to it in a month and you think, okay, I still need help with this. When we understand where we need help, it can actually help us find God's guidance because we're asking specifically for his guidance. And then we could look back and think, okay, how did he show up and where did he show up? The next thing I want you to write down is your priorities. Now, we all have different priorities, and they should align with our values. Our values can be things like family, joy, peace, achievement, satisfaction. Um, Other values could be things such as accomplishment. Maybe it's faith. Maybe it is career. We all have different values. And then the way that we live out these values is through our priorities. So if one of your values is faith, something you will probably prioritize is time with God in prayer. If one of your values is family, then you're probably going to prioritize family time or taking care of your home so your family is comfortable or maybe setting aside extra time so that you could do selfless acts for your family members. Maybe one of your values is achievement. And if that's the case, you're probably going to have a productive routine each day to be the best version of yourself so that you could do well in your career, in your family life, and any personal achievements you want to achieve, maybe any fitness goals. So our priorities should help us uphold our values. But as you know, life's not perfect and sometimes our values could be in the right place or they could be in the wrong place. So writing down your priorities is so important. But just to add to that, before you write down the priorities, write down your values, then write down the priorities, and after that assess, okay, are my priorities in the right place or the wrong place? Are they upholding my values or are things kind of jumbled up and I need to ask God for direction on where to go next? You see, writing these priorities down makes you think about what your days look like currently and what you want them to look like. It's so important to see where am I at right now, where have I been, and where should I go next? And once you write down, okay, this is where my life is at right now with my priorities, my habits, my routines, are there tweaks I want to make? Yes or no? Most likely you'll have a couple tweaks you want to make. You write that down, and then you ask God once again, God, I want to do X, Y, and Z. I want to change these three habits. I want to implement these three habits. I want my day to look like this new type of day in three different ways. Write down a couple specifics of what you want to change and ask God for strength. When you write down specific things, we are almost 
asking God to give us a sign. I used to do that a lot when I was younger. I'd say, okay, God, please show me if this is the right direction. Give me some type of sign. And he would oftentimes show up in a way that was unexpected. It's quite similar to writing down specific things we want to work on. When we write down our strengths and we ask God for help in using those strengths to help others. When we write down our weaknesses and ask God for guidance to overcome them. When we write down our values and our priorities and the different habits we want to change or implement and ask God for strength, all these specific things will give us a way to look back in the neck in one or two months and think, okay, how did God show up here? Most of the time, he will show up. Sometimes it's how you expect it. Sometimes it's not. But by having this benchmark and these specifics, it gives you an easier way to find God's guidance. Because, of course, God could show up any way he wants. And if there's no specifics that have been written down, you can still find God's guidance. But it's just a little bit easier when you write it down, when you have a plan, and then you check back in a month and think, okay, what happened? Where did God show up? So once you complete these four steps, I want you to pray over them. And then I want you to set a calendar on your phone a month from today. And I want the calendar to say, check my journal on such and such day. Whatever day you write this down, check journal entry August 15th, whatever day it is. And so in a month on September 15th, you could check back and think, okay, this is what happened. This is where I'm going. And you're able to kind of see how God's hand is working in your life. But when you pray, I challenge you to ask God to clearly show up in your life. Ask God to direct you in your decisions, your conversations, your actions. And I really think that these four steps will help you because you are taking a deep look at your life and finding out what's happened to you, what you're good at, what you need help with, and what matters to you. When you're able to specifically hone in on the things in your life that are big deals to you, you can more easily track how God will work in your life. It's kind of like when you're stargazing and you're watching for a shooting star. This is a really random analogy, but I want to run with it. So a shooting star comes out of nowhere, as you probably know if you've seen one, and it happens so fast that if you were not looking for it, you would probably miss it. Why? Because the whole sky is filled with so many bright and shining stars, you don't even know where to focus. However, think about it. When you're staring at the sky intently and searching for it in one specific spot, You rejoice when you see the shooting star because you are paying attention to trying to find it. Similar to this, your life is filled with many things that demand your attention. Life is filled with so much noise and so many distractions that take your energy. However, when you journal about things that matter to you, you get really specific and you look at a couple specific things, you pay more attention to these important things in your life. And because of this, when God moves and guides you in the important things in your life that you've written down, you will be more likely to see the magnificent shooting star of his guidance and presence because you are watching out for God intently in your life. And I really think this is one of the reasons why journaling specifically could help you find God's guidance. So let's say you do this, you write this down on August 15th, you come back on September 15th, you're taking notes of, oh, I saw this change here and I saw this change there. Once you're kind of finding God's guidance, I want to talk about now how to follow it. Because we can find it, we could see what it is, we could understand, oh, God's telling me this, he's telling me this, oh, I should do that. But how do we follow the direction that God has given us once we've thought that we've found it? Well, once again, as I shared earlier, journaling can also help you follow God's guidance, not just find it. And I have a couple different tips I want to share when it comes to journaling on how the different things that I've done recently have helped me 
follow God's guidance. And so I have a couple different ways of how journaling can do this. The first is that you should write down your intrusive thoughts in your journal. You see, you could journal your thoughts and ask God to show you which ones to let go and which ones to focus on. So I have a couple tips about this. Anytime you have a thought that's negative, something you don't want in your head, a worry of yours, write it down. If it's that big of a deal, write it down. Then what I want you to do is pray over it and say, Hey God, if you want me to let this go, help me let it go. If it's something you want me to remember, please help me remember it. When you write down a negative thought, feeling, memory, whatever it is, something that you don't want weighing down on you that day, write it down and write the date next to it. Then what I want you to do is give yourself the three-day rule. If in three days you are still thinking about it and you feel like God is putting this on your heart, then you could deal with the thought. You could either tell someone, you could ask for forgiveness, you could talk to a counselor about it, whatever you want to do. But give yourself that three-day rule. I have to tell you, a lot of times any negative thoughts or anxious thoughts come into your head and they feel like a big deal at the time. But usually after three days, most likely you'll probably forget it. And that's the beauty of once again being specific with God, saying, hey God, I'm writing down this thought. If you want me to forget it and not think about it, please take it away. But I trust you, God, that if you want me to remember it in three days and revisit it and take care of it, I trust you. Please keep that on my heart. So what you're essentially doing is you're letting go of the thought. You're giving yourself permission that, okay, I'm going to forget about this. And then you're trusting God knowing that if he does not want you to forget about it, he will let you know and he will put it on your heart. And let me say, doing this kind of method with any anxious thoughts you have or any negative self-talk or whatever it is can help so much. It has helped me so much and it helps you trust God more. It's actually deepened my relationship with God so much kind of doing this journaling method because it's helped me understand that he knows me better than I know myself. He knows my innermost thoughts. He knows my heart. He knows what he wants me to focus on and what he wants me to let go. And I feel like God and I are so close right now, and it's so wonderful. So I would challenge you to do this, whether you have a lot of anxiousness or you're worried about different fears, you could literally write down any negative type of thought or feeling and ask God if he wants you to deal with it or if he wants you to let it go. Matthew 7, 7 states, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. I love this so much. It's, it's such a great verse and it, it's so true. If we seek for God's presence, we seek for his guidance, he will show us. And I think writing down any negative thoughts is a way that we're following God's path because we're helping get rid of the noise. We're trusting God saying, hey, there's so much noise, there's so many things going on. You will let me know which things are important. It's a great way to trust God, deepen your relationship, and also spend more time in things that give you joy and the happy thoughts, not just the negative thoughts. There's this great verse from a book called Winning the War in Your Mind, Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. And the author states, yes, the presence of problems is tempting you to panic, but don't ignore the presence of God. God is bigger than your problems. The most essential thing for your mind is for your mind to stay mindful, but the presence of God. Let me say that again. The most essential thing for your mind is for your mind to stay mindful about the presence of God. When we introduce God into maybe our nervous thoughts or our fears, it develops this, this close relationship and we're asking God to be closer to us than our thoughts are, which is really important. All right, the next thing that you could do when you journal to help follow God's guidance is to write down lies that you are telling yourself. 
and then remind yourself of the truth that God says about you. So Amanda Rowlett from Everett Christian Counseling wrote a blog post where she stated many great ideas that I really want to share with you in this episode, in this specific part of the episode. And one of the ideas she wrote was this, every battle begins in the mind. Journaling helps me to actively change my thinking patterns by providing a place where I could be intentional about putting on the mind of Christ, right with the purpose of digging up destructive patterns of thinking. Ask yourself, what is the problem? What are my negative thoughts? Am I believing any lies? Lies are any thoughts that oppose God's word. Try to capture negative thoughts on paper. Ask God to replace your false beliefs with his truth and to renew your mind. Let me say, when you're writing down those intrusive thoughts like I shared just a couple minutes ago, it will help you understand patterns about lies you believe about yourself. They're very interconnected. And once you understand these lies, write them down. It could be a little painful. It could be a little scary thinking, wow, I really believe this about myself and I'm writing it down. And normally the act of writing it down and you writing it and reading it, you'll realize, okay, that's not true. Like this is not true about me. But once you write it down, I want you then next to that lie, write down a truth that God says about you. And it could be a scripture, it could be a mantra, it could be just an affirmation, whatever it is, write down what you know God says about you. And this is a great way to replace the lie with truth right off the bat. I would suggest doing this in the morning or at night when you start your day. Or if something's weighing on your heart, just write it down in your notes app on your phone. This is the lie. This is the truth. And then once you write down that truth, I want you to shorten it into a mantra. A three, four, five word little phrase that you can repeat to yourself over and over again when you hear that lie coming into your head. And what's helped me a lot is I do the whole intrusive thought thing. I write down a thought, I give it three days, whatever, a fear, thought, whatever it is. And then once you kind of understand your lies and you write those down, anytime you come up with these lies or thoughts throughout your day, it's so much easier to let them go, to not believe them, to not give power to them because you recognize them for what they are, you've replaced it with the truth, and then when they enter your mind throughout the day, you could say, no, that's not true. No, that's not what God says about me. No, that's not who I am. And it may be hard for a little bit to, to start this process, but let me tell you, it becomes a habit very quick when you write things down. Writing things down specifically helps so much. So, the third thing I want to share with you um, that's really good to write down to really help you follow God's guidance and his path is writing down gratitudes and intentions. I'm going to be going, going over this a little more later in the episode when I share my daily journaling routine. But writing down your gratitudes and intentions, especially in the morning, really sets up your day on a good note. Philippians 4, 8 through 9 says, once again, as I shared earlier, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. I think the idea of putting these good things into, the, into practice can be just emulated through, here's my gratitude, I'm grateful for this, and I'm going to take this positive energy and put it into an intention for the day. It's so great to say, okay, God, you just write down your journal, you're praying to God, you say, thank you for these three, these three things, God, I'm writing them down. And all this joy and love you've given me through these three things I'm grateful for, 
I'm going to write down these two or three intentions of what I want to do with these things today. So for example, three gratitudes I write down often is the love from my family, the love from Aaron that I get from, you know, my loved ones, and then my job. I love my job. And then when I write down my intentions, normally my intentions are about loving my loved ones more or being really intentional on a specific task in my job or asking God to help me understand what type of content to create in my job to help other people with their personal finances. Normally the gratitudes and the intentions are lined up without you even really noticing it. So I challenge you writing down your gratitudes and intentions could help you start following God's path and his guidance because you've written down the intrusive thoughts you're writing down the lies, you're taking away all the negative stuff and you're replacing it with positive things so that at the end of the day, you can expand the kingdom of God and make other people feel loved and important. So those are the main ways I really think that journaling can help you first find God's path and his guidance for you and then secondly, follow it. I would love to hear any type of journaling routines that help you. I love to hear how maybe there's other things that you write down that help you follow or find God's path. But before I finish up um, this episode, I want to share my journaling routine really quick. It's kind of a way that I've condensed all of these tips down into one. And so I do journaling usually twice in the day, um, for sure once in the morning. I do probably a 10-minute little journaling session, if that. Sometimes it's 20 minutes, sometimes it's 3 minutes. I keep it pretty short. Um, I don't like to keep it too long. If I have time, I will make it longer, but... I keep it very simple. And then throughout the day, if there's something I want to let go or a fear or a negative thought, I usually just write it down. I've gotten to the point now where I can just say, oh, I'm not going to worry about that. I don't even have to write it down. But if it's something that's important to me, I write it down. So to quickly share my morning journaling routine, I usually wake up, I make some coffee, I sit down, I get my journal and my pen out, and I write down two or three gratitudes, things that I'm grateful for. That I write down two or three intentions, things I want to work on in the day, something I want to give my energy towards. Then I write down a sweet moment. I love writing down a sweet moment from the day before because usually I write in the morning. So I think about yesterday. I think what happened yesterday that was really sweet that I want to write down. And anytime I write down a sweet moment in my life, it just kind of makes my life that much better. I know there's a trend that goes on on social media to romanticize your day and be the main character of your story, but writing down your sweet moments, it really helps you stay in the present and describe in detail on your piece of paper, this is what happened to me, this is how it made me feel, this is why I love it, and just writing down a sweet moment helps you stay really involved and present in your life, and it's a good way to start your morning and your day off on a great note with joy. So I love writing down a sweet moment, whether it's a couple sentences, whether it's four pages long, The day I was on the plane ride and I just wrote down a very long, sweet moment because I had a wonderful week with my boyfriend and it was great and with his family. Wonderful. So my sweet moments were very long. (laughs) And then I sometimes write down a prayer. I like to obviously pray to God every morning. Sometimes I write it down in my journal. I either write down bullet points of different prayer requests. I want to pray to God. Um, So it kind of keeps me organized, especially in the morning when I'm really tired. Sometimes I write direct dialogue to God. So I kind of write my journal prayer as a letter to God, like, dear God, I write the prayer. I say, amen. I'd like to write down prayers. I don't do this every morning, but I always pray in the morning, whether it's just in my head or on journal. And then, once again, I use the journal with tools throughout the day, whether I want to write, excuse me, (laughs) whether I want to write down a sweet moment or more of a negative thing I want to let go. 
but that's pretty much my journaling routine. It could be as simple or as complicated as you want to make it, but I would encourage you to start. Even try out my short little three to five minute routine and then grow it if you want, but This journaling technique has helped me so much in my walk with God and in my relationship with myself. As I said earlier in this episode, the two most important relationships in your life is first God and second your relationship with yourself. And I really think that journaling could help you take care of both relationships so that you could have a full cup to serve others and love God. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hoped it helped. If you have any questions, feedback, episode recommendations, or different things you want to share about journaling, please message me on the Girl God's Got You Instagram or email me. All that will be linked in the show notes below. Also, please give my Instagram a follow. I am going to be more active on it. And I wanted to share more God-honoring and encouraging content with you guys. So I hope you have a great day and a great rest of your week. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye-bye.